Hey guys, welcome back to Ichiraku Dwellers. My name is Josh, and I am here today with my fellow D-Class heroes, Rustin. Peace. Dakota. What's up? And Talon. Ka-chow. Today we're going to be talking about my personal favorite anime of all time, One Punch Man. How do you guys feel about it? I thought it was really cool to watch. I don't usually watch a lot of anime that features action sequences, and this one was completely full of them. And just to see how OP, you know, Saitama was, it was it was incredible. I loved it. As a fellow person who has also seen this anime already, it is a top 10 anime of all time from what I've seen. Saitama, great character, great cast of characters. I know we're only going over season one this episode, but it is a masterpiece. I really like this anime. It was very funny from start to end. She had me dying laughing the whole time. I think Saitama's character is just completely brilliant. Just to see how basic he looks on the outside to how powerful he is on the inside. It's something you'd never expect. I just have one question, guys. Who is your favorite hero in this season? Give me that bang. Why do you choose bang? I don't know if this was in one, but his ability, Flowing Fist... I hope to God it was season it one. It was, it was. Okay, thank God. Flowing Fist, that ability, it just he's the more uh, more handsy character, and I love just a good fight in a shonen anime. Oh, is the Silver Fang? Yes. Yes. Yes, I think that one was an awesome character. It was cool to see an old guy beat the shit out of people. How about you, Talon? Who's your favorite hero? Um, I think... Spring Mustachio was a really good one, specifically for the weapon. Um, I really liked the tomboy blade that he used and how it like was curvy at first, and then you would never expect it just completely elongate to like a football field's worth of distance to just take out an opponent. I thought that was awesome. It was like a fencing rapier, I guess you could say. A uh, dope weapon. I would keep it in my house if I could. I love that weapon too. How about you, Rustin? My favorite character, Classy. Number one, Moomin Rider. That is such a good pick. Moomin Rider, throughout this whole first season, he was the clutch character who came in at the last second and saved everyone. Right, guys? He felt so boring. Moomin is the goat. Don't you ever disrespect him. I don't know what to say. Like, he saved a cat from a tree. Like, anyone could do that. Come on. I could just reach in the tree and grab a cat. He has more heart than any hero known to man. I, I will say I do, you know, approve of the amount of heart that he shows, like considering he went up against uh, that one deep sea king and basically without mercy for his mercy, he had no mercy and he just was walloped and he kind of understood that. And that's why he wouldn't rank up. So I admire him. I don't think he was a good hero, though. But we weren't going just based off hero. We were going based off as a character. And as a character, he is a top th- five. I don't know, man. Josh did ask for your favorite hero. That's that's all I'm saying. Hey, I said top five, not favorite. Okay. Since you want to make it so technical, what's your guys' favorite character of One Punch Man? Moment Rider. <laughs> that's a good choice. How about you, Talon? <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, Mosquito Lady was kind of cool. Mosquito Lady was pretty cool. Dakota? Um, just, dude, I hate only doing season one. Um, I'd go with King. That 
I really love King. King's such an amazing character. I already love King too. He's on my like top three right now. And literally all I've heard from him are like heartbeats, I would assume, or drum beats. And then like yep. he maybe said one thing. He's just I love the mysteriousness, you know? Which is your favorite monster that Saitama has gone against? So I think my favorite is actually, uh, I believe his name was Carnage Kabuta. Uh, he was, I think, around episode three during the House of Evolution arc. Um, he kind of reminded me of a Heracross from Pokemon, like that blue beetle looking guy. Um, I, I, I think my favorite moment during their battle was when he recognized that Saitama had a lot of power in him and he like flew away and backed off and he was scared shitless. Like, that was something that we hadn't seen from an enemy at that point, because they've all been so cocky. But here we have a guy that just completely just, you know, got, I don't know how to say it, he just got scared shitless. He was petrified. How about you, Rustin? I think my favorite villain is just that one lone mosquito. The one before he fought Mosquito Girl? Yeah. Where he was just in his apartment, just trying to kill a mosquito? That's a pretty formidable foe. Mm -hmm. Took a lot of punches. What about you, Dakota? Um, I don't know if you consider him a villain or monster, because he's not really a monster, but uh, Beta sounds Sonic. He always brought like a, like a light to Saitama. He, he got shown up by Saitama once, and then he just sort of built a vendetta against Saitama off that one meeting with him and him getting punched in the balls was kind of funny that was so funny i remember that part that was definitely in my notes how do you guys feel about hammerhead boring he's got a long journey ahead i remember seeing him apply for a job uh later on in the like season which i thought was really cool uh just like a little throwback bald he is bald yeah I, I just really like that episode whenever Saitama wakes up and looks at the news and he sees that his self-image is going to be plummeting because of these this bald group. Okay, so speaking of that specific news, like on the TV, uh, this is going to be completely random. I'm going to share my screen and show you guys something that I found. Y'all see this piggy, the porcelain pig? I didn't notice it until episode four, but it popped up every episode in the apartment. It creeped me out so bad that I had to, like, keep a track of it. And it just keeps going on <laughs> and on. No. It's just always there. It's every episode during the apartment, like, part, which is, like, the first part of the season. I think this was the last one it showed up, and it was, like, the very end of the season. Isn't that so silly, though? Like, how realistic that looks? Like, that has no business being in this anime. It looks so fucking out of place. It does. That's why, when I noticed it the first time, I was like, I was creeped out. 100%. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to be able to link the one of the pictures to the Spotify show notes or something like that. We'll figure that out this episode. Just so y'all can, you know, enjoy this experience with us. Number five looks like he's butt-ass naked. What? <laughs> <laughs> It literally looks like they just grabbed a Snapchat sticker and just slammed that shit on the frame. Mm -hmm. Good catch, good catch. Thank you, thank you. In episode 7, there was a giant meteor that fell. How do you guys think that that episode was going to end? By the name of the show, One Punch.
Yeah, honestly. It's kind of the theme of the show. Saitama just one-punches any... If anybody can't figure something out, Saitama's going to be there to one-punch that. Mm -hmm. He's like the last resort. And even though like maybe he causes destruction from being the last resort, he still saves lives. A lot of buildings were destroyed in that, too. Mm -hmm. I, I believed in Genos. Yeah, I would hate to live in this place. Like, first of all, they don't even name their cities individually. I think that's so wild. It's just A to Z. Second of all, the amount of destruction. Like, how do you just live day-to-day -day lives and not have, like, a lot of worry to, like, raise a family and even just be alive in that city? Like, I'd be so scared to do anything. That's what they have all the heroes for. For normal civilians. I mean, did you see... I mean, I'm pretty sure they said it on TV. But, like, were there really any casualties that we seen while watching? Considering a whole city got obliterated in the last episode, like, I still wouldn't even want to give a chance. Because that's 1 in 26 chance of you just dying, like, out of nowhere. I'm good. And I, I guess the episode with the two brothers, that's episode 1? Yeah? They did, didn't they smash, like, two or three cities whole? I think they were just in one city, but they were swiping and kind of destroying the whole city, yeah. <laughs> when he killed his brother, that part was so funny. I felt bad, partly, but also I was like, you kind of deserve that, man. He just thought he was a little, as Rustin would say, a mosquito. Mm -hmm. That shit came out of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. You just picked the wrong shoulder. How did you guys feel during the first episode when the subterranean race shows up and it was actually in his dream? I thought that dream sequence was awesome. Like it showed like he was so worried about having heart and then he finally got his heart back and then he woke up and I was like, damn, this kid just he's got a he's he's got a difficult. Isn't he like a 30 year old man? He's like 25, I believe. I just how strong do you got to be? to dream someone stronger than you to get happiness. Probably pretty strong. And it wasn't even stronger than you. It was someone that could at least survive a single punch from you. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just longing for, like, obviously he's longing for a, a better, you know, opponent. And he finally got it in the very last episode. But even then, like, in the end credits, he was still like, ah, oh, why is it just one punch still? I just, I just want a fair fight. It makes you wonder where he got his power. It, it explained his power. Didn't he just train 100 it? jumping jacks? A hundred jumping jacks? A hundred sit ups? You don't believe that? I don't. I don't necessarily believe yeah. that. I hundred percent believe that. Really? That's exactly what he did. It's a gag character. They. That's the stupidest way to get strong. That's so silly. I just thought that was what he said, and like he just didn't know. I mean, I'm sure he did it, but like, there's got to be another reason. I don't understand that. It's it's a funny anime. It's not supposed to make sense. It's just OP character. <laughs> just one banana in the morning. No air conditioning, no heater. And you're you're all right. That sounds dreadful. I'm good. Would you guys do that? I don't think I could. Not in this heat. <laughs> not in this economy. Probably in this economy. It would save on a lot of electricity. So in episode two, there's the mosquito girl. At the beginning scene, whenever Saitama was trying to swat that one mosquito, why do you think that mosquito lived? 
It was strong as fucking hell. I don't know. I just assumed it was connected to that one lady, but I guess technically it wasn't because she would have sensed him and gone for him. That is true. Maybe, I know this is a bit of a reach. Maybe it was, uh, what was that one S-class character? That The Metal Knight? Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was like one of Metal Knight's creations just to like, you know, fuck around and find out who this Saitama is. Because maybe he's the only one paying attention to all his escapades. Because he seems to be like maybe a, a villain for the next season. Um, I don't know. That's that's definitely a reach, though. After Genos became Saitama's disciple, they figured out that there was a hero association and that Saitama or Genos have not signed up. So they went there and had to take a test, both a physical and a written test. How did you feel whenever you were watching Saitama take the physical test? It just showed how this man's physical prowess is just, or his physical ability is like, just unmatched to any other that has ever taken the test before. Like, he did so good on the test that they had to put this man in D class because he's all bronze and no brain. I don't really get why they put him in C class. Because if I had a test, a physical test, and someone broke every single one of those records by a huge margin, but failed the written test, I think they're still good enough to become at least an A-rank hero. I think it's strange how they make the written test so much of a percentage of this exam. Like, you'd think the physical aspects would be so much more important. Maybe it's to, like, keep dangerous people from becoming heroes. Because if they got too much power, then they could turn into villains, you know? I don't know. What about you, Rustin? You also gotta think about it, like, not every hero is strong. Some of them are, like, actually super smart. So, maybe that's why they have it, like, 50-50. That's a pretty good guess. Jumping back to the House of Evolutions, Dr. Genis is the one who makes all these monsters. What do you guys think would happen if... Because Dr. Genis can copy himself he can clone himself what do you guys think would happen if saitama was cloned world war three probably an apocalypse saitama wins it makes you wonder if he would try to go against himself because he's looking for a challenge so what if he i don't i feel like that would just lead to oblivion unless they work together i could imagine that maybe he would use like his clone to go out and do all the hero stuff and then he could just lounge around in his place and maybe switch off every now and then that that's an option Saitama would be the one to do that yes Mm -hmm. I know one of you picked one of the S class as your favorite character but out of the S class who do you guys think is your favorite character I told you it's Bang Silverfang come on now I've got like three of them that I'm excited to see more of um, first of all, the Child Emperor. It was cool to see that he's kind of like a Doc Ock. He's just, like, really good with technology, it looks like. Um, Watchdog Man. He looks so funny, and I'm so excited to see a little bit more of him. And then... I can't remember her name. It's the Psychic Girl. The Rank 2 in S-Class. She is insane. I love her. I just loved how she took out that dinosaur god with... The asteroid. It was. It felt like she was teasing him, but she had the balls to go through with her threats. I thought that was awesome. It was the ancient god, I believe. I have it written down. I can double check it. Yeah, the ancient king. 
The Ancient King may have been it. Of the Terror Lizard Clan. What about you, Rustin? I really like the guy who was wearing the dog costume. Or... Watchdog. Okay. Yeah, Watchdog. Or Pori Pori Prisoner. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Pori Pori Prisoner, yeah. Yeah, that's how you say it. He was adorable. He was giving me Sailor Moon vibes. I got really sad whenever he ripped up his sweater that his boyfriend made him. I shed a single tear. There are a lot of heroes that were defeated during this Deep Sea King fight. Which hero do you think, besides Saitama, would be better suited to fight them than the ones that were defeated? Probably Tatsumaki. Yeah, I was thinking pretty much any of the S-tier lineup. They could probably take him. No big deal. I wanted to see Tank Top Master fight because there's not that much of a difference between Tank Top Master and Prairie Prairie Prisoner. But seeing him fight the Deep Sea King after Prairie Prairie Prisoner would have been a pretty good fight. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they like teamed up together. That would have been cool. I think Atomic Samurai would have dogged that man. Atomic Samurai, his, his just whole sword and just his demeanor goes against everything that the Sea King goes for. And I think it would have been a it would have been a bloodbath, but it would have been a nice fight. The Deep Sea King kind of looked like a prince to me. Isn't that silly? I, I saw like purple like purple lightning go off behind him, and I was like, "That's got to be purple Did you say rain." Prince? I said prince. You heard me. That is crazy to say. Never would have thought of that. You want me to get you a side by side? Yeah, can you get a side by side. I know what Prince looks like. I've already like. got a side by side ready. Oh god, yeah, please. This will be posted on Twitter after the release of this episode. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Why? Alan, did you make this? Did I make what? Did you did you, did you put these two images I, together? I made yeah, I made the side by side. That's my screenshot. Uh, the Deep Sea King. I I don't know. It was the purple lightning that went off behind him, and then the like long face, like the vertical face, and then a, he's just so purple. He's got so much purple on him. <sighs> no, that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to say. The fact that you've seen Prince in the Deep Sea King is absurd. They need a live action. Prince is dead, my guy. I know, but... I was say, Prince is dead. <laughs> it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. I'm glad to, glad to see I'm not the only one that kind of sees it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the only one that sees it. So, since Rustin and Dakota have already watched the second season, this is mostly a question for you, Talon. Okay. What do you think King's, King's Engine does? What do you mean by King's Engine? That's his heartbeat. Oh, uh, that's that's a loaded question. I have no idea. I don't know. What is it? Or should I not know yet? <laughs> We're not going to you're not going to know yet until season two. Dang. OK, well, you give me something out. to look forward to, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like it. Obviously, it's like his heartbeat. It maybe it like keeps him alive. Maybe you said engine. I didn't know it was an engine. Did you already ruin yeah. something for me? No, people just call it like the civilians call it. The okay. King's engine. OK, fair enough. So maybe he, I mean, I don't know. We move on. In the S-Class, there's a, a S-Class rank 8, Pig God. How do you guys feel about Pig God? He's personally one of my favorites. Pig God? He had no screen time. He was maybe on screen for like 0.2 seconds. And he was eating like a turkey leg. I think they should have done more with him in season one. He could have probably fought 
the guy on the ground pretty well. Are you talking about Ma- Melzagold? Yeah, Melzagard. Melzagald. <laughs> Speaking of Melzagold, do y'all want to see one more picture that I have lined up? I swear it's my last one, yes, I promise. Yes, please. <laughs> I don't even remember Pig God, like, at all. He's more in Season 2, but in Season 1, I think you only see him around the round table. So this is going to be an extremely obscure reference. I don't expect anybody to understand what I'm thinking. Um, so this is there's this computer game that I played as a kid. It was called the Zumbinis. And Melzagold looks just like a Zumbini. I don't know what that is. Dude. It's spot on. It was like a kid's game. It, whenever I saw that one eye, I was like, oh my god, it looks like them. That's that's pretty obscure. You you have that right. Dude, that's him as a kid. He grew up. <laughs> it's it's just so silly. What do you think, Dakota? How do you like my obscure reference? I don't know where you keep getting your references. <laughs> Are they good or not? I need to know. I mean the the Prince one I'm not I'm not I don't know where you see Prince. <laughs> but this one is a it, this is just <laughs> Only you exactly. would see this. It's just this one like PC computer game my grandma bought me when I was like five, and I only played it for like a little while. And you would create these characters and you'd save them from working terrible jobs and you'd send them to like this farm or something and they would just be free and happy and do whatever they wanted. But I don't know, just the way that they looked just reminded me exactly of what this isn't Malesigold. I just realized. This is Boros. I got the names it confused. Boros. It is Boros. You should have come. You should have. Malesigold. Malesigold is the brown dirt guy with many faces and the marbles. Oh. That the old man bang fought. That's my bad. I got them too confused. That dude was very scary. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of them. I thought it was like more than just one. So when they said the octopus guy or Boris was like, yeah, that's, there's only one of them. I was like, oh, God, that makes it so much easier. Because I thought several of them were just leaving the ship and killing people. Would have been insane. That could have happened if they waited a few thousand more years. Mm-hmm. This is true. He could have just raised more heads or however he does it. Yeah, I don't know how his powers work, but he could just keep making heads. I bet he's regretting it now. I would have just left one head on the ship or somewhere else. That would have been so smart. What a dumbass. I don't know if like there's a l- limit to how many heads he can have or the range. I mean, he did have one of the heads fly away towards the ship, so you'd think, you know, he could have just left one. Because it was, it was supposed to go send a message, so it would have gotten there eventually. Exactly. Hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. During the Melzagold fight, Melzagard, Melzagold, don't know how to say it. During that fight, at the very beginning, when he shows up, he fights A-Class Rank 2, who is one of Atomic Samurai's disciples. He takes out the the disciple's hand, one of his arms, in one shot. How do you guys feel whenever he also hit Bang directly? I don't know if I remember that. That was such a crazy scene. I was really not expecting him to hit him. Yeah, basically, they were fighting, and Bang was right up on him, you know, doing his crushing rock flowing stream or something. I'm sorry, I forgot the name. And he just got unlucky or something and got hit 
directly on the side and got flung so far away and he didn't show up for like either a whole episode or half an episode and i was actually very sad and i i thought that bang was a goner what episode was this it was one of the last ones i want to say like 10 or 11 or 12 i can look it was 11 he came back in the beginning of 12 i think it was like the last scene of 11 where he like you know got like thrown or at least punched away and he he looked like he was dead. There was like the imprint. He was hanging on a wall in a wall, practically. Oh my gosh! I'm, so I'm rewatching this episode right now. I completely even brought up Metal Bat. Oh yeah, Metal Bat. He just be using an aluminum bat. Yeah, I don't know what that bat is made out of, but whoever that is, invest in them. <laughs> invest in that bat company. He should start selling merch. That would uh, that would be good. He reminds me of Negan from The Walking Dead, but like a greaser version. I get what you mean on that one. Nah. Style-wise? Are you just thinking that because he has a bat? Exactly. Not Nothing to do with like the personality, I don't think. Negan was a piece of work. During the meeting before the all these fights with Boros and Melzegard, they showed each one of the S-Class characters, S-Class heroes, but some of them were missing. Which, which ones were those? Number those? One. one. One, and someone else was, right? It was Metal Knight. Oh, yeah, Metal Knight and Blast. I'm so disappointed that we haven't met Blast yet. I was looking so forward to seeing him. Yeah, being the number one hero and not showing up to a threat this large you got to think that he's either a, a deadbeat hero or something else is going on. Because why isn't he there? Metal Knight, he's just antisocial. Is he antisocial? I thought it was like kind of like a he doesn't want to be a hero type thing. Well, he's only he only ever shows up to fights and meetings with robots. He also only does it for personal gain. Yeah, he probably has a higher status, so he stays in the S-Class just for that. There were a few S-Class heroes that didn't take part in the final battle, which I'm kind of sad about, like Flashy Flash and Zombie Man and a few others. Did you guys want to see one of them do something? Then which one was that that you really wanted to see? Uh, I wish we'd got to see... We always mess up his name when we talk about him, but the way you be talking about him makes me want to wish I had seen him more. And that's Super Alloy Darkshine. He seems like, I mean, he has a stronger, he's higher rank than him. But he seems like a, a way stronger tank top master. I really wanted to see Super Alloy Darkshine too. But I'm pretty sure, do we even get to see him do anything in Season 1? I don't think so, right? I do not believe so. I think he's only talked about. The one I really wanted to see during the last fight, or in any part of Season 1, was Flashy Flash. Flashy Flash is another one of my favorite, lesser looked at S-Class. How do you guys feel about Flashy Flash? The aesthetic of Flashy Flash is gorgeous. He is a very gorgeous man, yes. But other than that, don't know much about him. I really wish we got to watch, or just at least see, more of Watchdog Man. Did we only get to see him right there at the round table? We saw him sitting on top of a like a pile of dead creatures. And it, he was just like, he wasn't howling, but he was just sitting there under the full moonlight, I believe. He was just chilling. 
Yeah, Watchdog Man is one of the more mysterious S-Class heroes. I think he protects City Q, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I do remember, like, uh, during one of their, like, meetings, the, like, I don't know what they're called, the, the round table, I guess. They were talking about how he protected it, but said that he had it all under control. Or no, he said that it was uh, nothing unusual was happening, but usually that meant that he was handling it, even if there was a lot. So it obviously means that he's super strong. City Q is the one that I would like to live in if I was in this verse. Why City because Q? Because that's what, where Watchdog Man is. Mm-hmm, okay, okay. I believe that he he only stays in his city just protect it. And he does a pretty good job, I like to believe. Do you think on Halloween they would dress up as Watchdog Man? Do you think Watchdog Man would dress up as Watchdog Man? Maybe. Possibly. Do you think it's costume or his skin? Costume. Definitely a costume. Come on. I've never now. seen him take it off. Because he's always on watch. Back to Purry Purry Prisoner. Whenever he was fighting Deep Sea King, Deep Sea King taught him to always aim for killing blows. And that was in, I think, episode seven, right? No, that was episode eight. But later on, whenever they're fighting Melzagard, Puri Puri Prisoner uses what he learned from Deep Sea King to actually fight Melzagard. And it looked like it actually worked for one. How do you guys feel about a hero learning from a monster? I think that's obviously necessary to get better, you know? You're going to make mistakes, you're going to be a failure. He was listed as a failure in the newspaper for that fight, and so he's just trying to take all the advice he can get, even if it's from, you know, his enemies. Okay, on to the final battle, where Saitama is going through this whole ship that, in one shot, destroyed all of City A. Whenever Saitama is going through, there's about four monsters in this whole ship that are any considerable strength. There's Melzigard that's on the ground, but then there's one acid man that Saitama runs into, which kind of gets, you know, brushed out of the way. How do you guys feel watching the fight between the cosmic octopus versus Saitama? I felt bad for the octopus. I felt like he deserved a little bit more screen time uh, during a fight. Uh, I loved his colors. Um, that's, that's about it. I really enjoyed that fight because during that fight scene, he said that, did he put the pressure of a black hole on Saitama? Oh, yeah, he did. Or at least he was trying to. That's such a cool power. Any thoughts, Dakota? Nah, I, I think the, I think they all had it coming. They did, in fact, all have it coming for destroying the city. They messed with Saitama, and you don't mess with Saitama without paying the price. I thought it was funny how the octopus tried to lead him away to the exit, and Saitama was like, <laughs> I'm going to go left instead of right. That part in the anime is what actually got me into it whenever I saw it on a commercial, actually. Oh, okay. After destroying Growlmishoop, however you say it, with a rock that he tried throwing at Saitama, Saitama proceeds to run over to the throne room with the one and only Boros. How do you guys feel about that fight? The Boros fight? Yes. Um, I argue about it with everybody. They say that the whole Goku versus one Saitama fight and who's stronger and stuff like that. Um, they're over here saying that Saitama couldn't even beat this alien with one punch. But Saitama only threw these weak punches because he wanted a fight. The moment he got serious and used one serious punch, the fight was over. 
it was a great fight. Don't get me wrong. the The animation on it was beautiful. I loved seeing him go to the moon. I when I saw the gray backdrop, I didn't expect it, and then it showed the Earth like in space. I thought that was so cool. And Saitama still whooped his ass. Mm-hmm. He jumped back faster than whenever, or just as fast as whenever he actually got hit back up to the moon. So that's just another feat in of itself. Especially landing like in the exact same spot where he got hit away from. He's probably an astrophysicist. Oh, we're using big words now. I really liked it whenever <laughs> they were going all out and the art style just like completely changed. Oh, do you mean like how like he's drawn basic whenever he's not fighting, but then he's like drawn super like detailed whenever he's like either fighting or when he's like being Saitama? Yeah. I think I know what you mean. His chin suddenly gets uh, to a point. A little sharp. <laughs> What was y'all's favorite, um, like, one punch, if that makes sense? I can start with mine. My favorite time, whenever he threw a punch, was when uh, Genos and Saitama were fighting. And Genos was like, don't hold back, don't hold back. And then you see Saitama's fist just, like, about to pummel Genos' head. And it, like, says death across it. That was crazy to me. And then he just pauses. And then you just see... Like, the hill behind Genos is just gone. And you just, it just pans back over to Saitama. He's just, like, doing a goofy-ass walk. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm just trying to go home. Go get some noodles. So silly. Uh, So what was y'all's? I think my favorite punch was probably the Carnage Kabuto fight. Because whenever him and Carnage Kabuto were fighting, Carnage Kabuto said something about going into rage mode for a whole week. And it's going to end on next Saturday. And when Saitama hears that, he realizes that today is Saturday. And there is actually a bargain sale at the market. So he's getting beat up by Carnage Kabuto. Dr. Genus and Genos are watching Saitama get flung around by Kabuto. Just for Saitama to one punch him and start throwing a fit because he's not going to make it to the market. He was acting like such a coupon parent in that moment. I thought it was really silly. I think my favorite one punch was probably the infight where he hits him so hard. The clouds part halfway around the world. It was such a beautiful scene. And then just after it just cuts to grass flowing in the wind. It was really good. That was a pretty good one. How about you, Dakota? Beat a Sonic's balls. He one tapped him. God damn it. And he was done for the fight. I'm just saying, it ended the fight pretty just as quick as all the other ones. I thought it was funny how he didn't mean to, but he still did it. I guess it was like momentum, that's what he said. He was like, oh, my bad. It's probably the greatest and most known One Punch in One Punch Man. Season 1. I don't know how we missed this, guys. Back in episode 1, it actually shows what Saitama, or how strong he was back then before he actually got his powers, whenever he fought Crablante. How do you guys feel going from him fighting Vaccine Man and hitting him in one punch just for it to do a flashback right to Crablante? I like it showed the backstory of Saitama, like why he became who he was. He wanted to go down the path of the hero. He wanted to, he wanted to be able to protect everybody, but then he just got so full of himself of wanting to fight. And he wanted enjoyment. He was tired of living the same old life that he was living. And it just showed his growth of him turning into One Punch Man. 
I thought it was cool seeing him, uh, like he took off his coat and he was like, he was ready to fight and he had the tie in his hand. So it kind of showed that he had the idea in his head while like, you know, while the tie was in his hand. I don't know. I thought that was cool that he had a plan before he actually started attacking this crab. How about you, Rustin? I liked it because we got to see him with his hair in the flashback and also that he, uh, he just really wanted to save that child. The child with the balls on his face. That was a funny looking child. Speaking of the balls on his face, didn't the balls... Okay, speaking of that kid, doesn't he kind of remind you of Purry Purry? <laughs> like, I was thinking about that when I was, when I was watching it, because Purry Purry has the, the ball chin as well. I don't know if y'all noticed Does that. He? I don't know. This kid has some bigger balls on his chin than... Oh, absolutely. They're more defined than Purry Purry's, that's for sure. I just think Purry Purry got a butt chin. I think he got butt chin. That's fair, that's fair. But... After all that, after everything that we got to watch in season one, Saitama still got the most bullshit hero name. I don't know. Caped Baldy has a nice sound to it. Caped Baldy. Oh, yeah. Let's not be Metal Bat. Atomic Samurai. No, let's be Caped Baldy. IU on crack. Is that better? That that was a pretty good one. Crablante is a disaster tiger level threat, which actually takes either a bunch of B-class heroes or one A-class hero. So technically, before Saitama was even a hero, he was already stronger than the average person. I mean, he didn't really beat him by being strong. It was more of a strategic win. Man ripped out his eyes. Is that how you eat a crab? I don't know. No. <laughs> Definitely fucking not. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's the shrimp where you like rip the tail out and stuff and take the head off. But I thought that, you know, you get the crab legs and you like pull out the eyes. Why? Why would you pull out the eyes, Josh? I don't know. I haven't. I don't like seafood. I don't know. Because like. I'm sure that that's what you do with something. Did you think you were going to eat them? Yeah. I mean, he ate that one monster that like a uh, seaweed monster. Why wouldn't he eat the crab if yeah. he had the chance? You know, he was still struggling back then. So he probably took those crab legs but he was also half human okay he probably didn't take the legs he probably took the hands oh yeah just the claws <laughs> do you think any other hero would have a chance versus boros from what you've seen not at all not at this point we don't know the full extent of blast but you from what we've seen Katsumaki now can no i think Boro's final form is physically more gifted and could outrun anything she could throw at him. That's pretty true. You know, season one Tatsumaki, all she really does is throw stuff. But she was doing good damage to the ship by one-upping Tank Top Master on the on the land. I felt I felt bad for Tank Top Master during that point. Yeah, he did kind of seem useless. I wouldn't say useless. He threw a building by himself. Just not as helpful. But there's a difference between throwing rocks at a metal ship and throwing rocks at something so durable that it can survive a non-serious punch from Saitama. I think the armor protected Boros in the first punch, and then I don't think Saitama really threw another punch until he did the consecutive normal punches. Which did obliterate Boros, but Boros is just kind of better, so he just regenerated from it. I think there is one other character that could beat Boros. 
You guys know him. Moomin Rider. No doubt he's throwing that bike at him and taking him down. I think it would still be a pretty close fight, but I think you're right. He gets down and dirty. What about you, Talon? What's up? Do you think Moomin Rider can fight Boros? Absolutely not. That kid's getting buried. Okay, it's all right to have wrong answers sometimes. As much as he's a meme, I'm with Talon. Moomin Rider is getting bodied by Boros. He'd be getting sent to the stars if he could even make it that far. Whoever made Saitama's outfit is pretty good because I'm pretty sure he flew through space quite fast. So I think the the exit and re-entry would probably cause a little bit of fire. But, you know, rank one of A-class, of my mask. He's pretty mysterious. What do you guys think about him? Too cocky. I think he's a little too cocky. Just like straight up. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. He just annoys me. Of the A-class? I mean, he's... He's a shitty hero, but, like, if he's the number one of A-Class, he's still that dude. Yeah. Like, he knows his place. He thinks he's higher than his place, though, technically. I agree with him on that stance, but, you know, not too high. Like, the way he talks down to the S-tier, you know, characters, I don't think that's really cool. Yeah. He ain't beating no metal bat, but Puri Puri Prisoner and Tank Top Master, I think he has a pretty good chance at. It also seems like he cares more about his like following more than being a superhero. Yeah, because he said heroing was just a hobby. Like our much-loved person, Cave Baldy. Oh, no. Are they going to get together and model? Possibly. Calendar? I can see it, I can see it. It's just a tasteful nude calendar. With how much they got nude in this show. Good lord. Felt like a Naked and Afraid episode. There's only like two episodes. I don't know, man. Purry Purry got naked twice. Okay, three episodes. Hayu got naked once. At least twice, maybe. I think Genos got naked. I think Sonic got naked at some point. He did, he did. I guess you're right. There's a lot of naked. So what does that say about you, Josh, if this is your favorite anime? That's exactly what I was about to say. I'm not in it for that. I'm here for Saitama and the cool characters, okay? I like the fights. He likes butt cheeks. All right, guys, I think that about wraps up your weekly digest of Ichiraku Dwellers. We hope that you enjoyed this discussion about One Punch Man in all of its glory, and we will be looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Shout out to the guys for joining me, Rustin, Talon, and Dakota, and hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>